club advisor or even even not a club advisor just someone that works in any kind of like student support role your job is just kind of being there and being that that connection point when they need it welcome back dear listeners to laugh at the darkness a podcast full of stories of goodness light laughter and love brought to you by beerandhymns.com each month we share a drink or two with nonprofit leaders, band members, songwriters, and everyday people doing amazing stuff to make their world a better place. So we invite you to kick back and relax with your favorite beverage or, or simply go for a walk as we laugh at the darkness together. Hey, welcome back to Laugh at the Darkness. Uh, thank you so, so much, everybody, for tuning in. I am Ken Weatherford, and this week I am joined by Austin Shader, not Schrader, Shader, make sure I say that correctly this time. He is the registrar over at Northwest Arkansas Community College and the faculty advisor to Pride at, uh, at NWAC, and so we are so glad to have him here. We've been working and partnering with Pride uh, back since 2018, uh, and uh, they have started a scholarship on some of those funds called the Live Out Loud Scholarship. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the podcast, Austin. Thanks. Thanks for having us here. Or, well, yeah. not us, but me, I guess. <laughs> it's you, but you're representing yeah. an uh, us, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> um, well, let's start with you, man. You've you've been working for NWAC for quite a while, if I'm not mistaken, yeah? Yeah, I've been there for 12 years. Um, well, it'll be 12 years in October. I started out as a work study while I was going to school. Really? Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. School there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, w- I, I was working. <laughs> I had, when I, right out of high school, I got... I was working at a, I worked in daycare, like pre-K for Uh like 10 years um, and decided I wanted to go to school to do graphic design. And then, so I started going to NWAC um, and I got a work study job there. I had quit my full-time job. So um, I worked part-time and then as a work study and then I got a part-time job in the testing center and then I got a full-time job in advising and I've kind of just like been there. Just kept going. Kept yeah. going, ne- ne- yeah. Next step, next step. What yeah. What about the graphic design piece? Has, yeah. has any of that manifested for <laughs> no, you? No, no. Um, <laughs> nope, I did not get a graphic design degree. I have a bachelor's in from community co- or, uh, Columbia College in Missouri in history, um, and then I have a master's in higher ed at, at, from Arkansas State. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Well, you're not a slouch or anything. No, right? no. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, education's a – it's one of those things like – once you you start doing it and you enjoy it, like even if you're not working in education, even if you just go to school, like it's, sometimes it's one of those things that you just like, oh, oh, like I should keep doing this or or whatever. And no one really was like, you absolutely have to do it. It was just just what you yeah, it's just yeah. what you wanted to go yeah. right. So I I don't blame you uh, at all. I I explored it a few years ago and <laughs> then uh, I said nah, not right now. Uh, but then my wife, she just did an, uh, not a master's program, but a, a graduate program uh, through the University of Pennsylvania. And so we got to experience a little bit of that yeah. in our home. That was about a year-long uh, deal. So uh, I, I, I get it. Um, my, my uncle's a lifelong learner. Um, he's an educator and everything else, but, but continues to, to take classes and courses. And, and I just I, I think that's such a wonderful thing. I wish more of us would, uh, you know, keep that curiosity i feel like yeah uh, if, if nothing else uh, that continued pursuit of what's next and what if and and what is that and well, that's cool uh and then this is a new role your involve involvement and correct me if i'm wrong with with pride and as their as their faculty advisor correct 
Yeah, like Pride at NYC is a student club, so like student clubs have to have a faculty advisor or a staff advisor um, to be an actual club. Mm-hmm. And so um, previously, Gina, who is my mother-in-law, hmm. um, who also worked at NWAC, um, she was the club advisor. And so, like, I helped out with, like, you know, like, if they if we were planning an event and, you know, needed, like, heavy lifting and things like that, like, obviously a lot of us went. But, um, uh, but Gina got a new position at another – at Single Parent Scholarship yep. of NWA. So she left. Um, and so – myself and two others kind of she kind of passed the baton on to us um for NWAC pride so who are the who are the others that are with you as well then um it's myself and then Kim Birchie mm-hmm. um she is she works in our policy I think she's the director of our policy and compliance I don't, I'm not sure that that's her 100% right title <laughs> um, she she used to be a she has been a faculty member mm-hmm. though in the past um and then Quinn Reese Whiting is one of our counselors, and so they kind of they they kind of have a backup role um, mm-hmm. because they can't really blur the lines with the counseling center. So they do more of the like helping us like really just plan events mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, gotcha. Well, that makes sense. And uh, all right, so here we are. We're in summer break. Uh, where it is Pride Month. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, as far as the school goes, y'all are uh, NWAC closes down. For the summer, correct? No, no, we're open. Yeah, you're so, open. Just so, kidding. My yeah. fault. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <way off. laughs> uh, yeah, we we are actually full swing um, summer schedule. I work in student services, so we are open. We don't we don't close for the year or, or for the season or anything like that. We're on campus, so I work on campus four days. We're, we're closed on Fridays during the summer, so until like August. I think August fifth is our last mm-hmm. um, Friday that we're closed. But we work ten hour days, so. We're um, You're still getting the 40 yeah hour we're still work getting week. our forty hour work weekend. Um, well, thanks for coming in and yeah. doing this on your your day off. I'm I'm used to being up at this point. All right, well, Pride. What what are y'all? What are you doing right now? Let's say what does that kind of continue and exist in the summer, or does it kind of close down because of student? Uh, I mean, you got a full schedule. You're saying, but simultaneously, uh, you know, are is your campus a little bit lower in the summer, or yeah, like in the summer, you know, you have a lot. We have students on campus, but some like your your regular students that do the fall and spring, like not all of them take summer classes. Mm-hmm. So with Pride, like it's a lot of connecting virtually. Um, they have a Discord channel that they do. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, I'm, you know. I can unplug a computer and pretend like I've, uh, you know, I know some stuff, but but Discord and things like that. Um, that's more Kim's realm of things. She's mm-hmm. she's a big um, cybersecurity and things like that, or her her oh, wheelhouse. Right. So, so she, she knows, she yeah, she knows way more about that than me. But that, and I know they have a Discord channel, so the students get together quite a bit. Really, you know, as an advisor, like our job or our role is really just help them facilitate that, you know anything they want to do as a group. Right. Um, and then to be that support system for them. So like education is kind of my thing. So, you know, students are, there's plenty of data to show and research to show that students are the most successful when they're connected to the campus um, or connected mm-hmm. to the institution in some way. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes hard for community colleges because it's not like a four year where you live on campus. Right. So like U of A has probably much better, um, student connection, but that's because their students live, they 
eat, on sleep, right and live around. on yeah. their campus. Right. Um, and so community college, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, and so we try to just connect with the students as much as possible in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so during the summer, though, it's a lot of virtual um, and remote stuff where the students just kind of connect with each other, you know, on whatever various channels we're using. And then, you know, during the month of June, though, like we usually like plan stuff to do. Um, and students come or they don't come. We have Pride Pals, which are other faculty and staff that mm -hmm. they support. Um, they're just not serving in, like, an advisor role. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of what we do with Pride. Um, in the month of June, though, we have probably more events than we we do all year long. Like during, Really? Yeah. I mean, in one month. In, in, at least in support of, not yeah. necessarily student-focused yeah. events. Um, but. We, we usually have a float in the Pride Parade in Fayetteville. We do beer and hymns with right. you guys um, or with you all. Summer is also sometimes a transition period for students. So they've they've graduated or they're ready to transfer. And so they don't they don't come in the summer and in the fall they'll be somewhere else. So we're also. So, um, I mean, it's almost it, it mirrors the Bentonville community as, yeah, as, as a whole. It's kinda, very transient yeah. As, yeah, as a community kinda. goes. Yeah. Yeah. So we do a lot of um, connecting with like any student that, you know, sends in an information request for pride information that kind of thing um, because we have new students coming in that you know will start in the fall or they're maybe just taking one or two summer classes before they roll out full-time in the fall so we get quite a few um, info requests mm -hmm. students do like orientation and stuff so we do a lot of connecting with them there um, you know just giving them basic information on what what we do and how we support students and all that stuff so but for the month of June, it's probably the most it compacted into one, one into space, one month, right? Yeah, 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 that we do the most stuff. So throughout the year, y'all still do meals and everything. Yeah, is that a monthly thing, weekly thing? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. So every month we have a, a Pride family dinner. Right um, there we go. Yeah. yeah. And so it's usually there's usually like a different food theme or whatever. And faculty and staff they supply most of the food. Mm. Um, we didn't really get to do that during COVID, which was like fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was really hard right. because a lot of students don't have a place that they can, you know, not everybody's out or right. not everybody has that, you know, family, quote unquote, family system that supports them. So the Pride Family Dinners are probably my favorite thing because you really get to meet. Mm -hmm. We get, you know, I get to spend the most time with some of our students and we, we play games, we watch movies, that kind of thing. So we do that every month. And then this past year in... The fall, we did a corn maze and that kind of thing. And we had like a little um, marshmallow s'more roast. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of the students and a couple of faculty, not me included because it's not my thing, <laughs> um, went to a haunted house together. So, Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I would have joined you on that either. So, <laughs> I, I worked at a haunted house one summer or one, no, what, not in the summer, one fall. And it was probably one of the funnest things I ever did. Really? Yes, but I mean, you working there, you get punched. You, I had a person like run through a run through a wall almost. Like it was a whole thing. Like I would never want to do it again. Whoa! But I mean, it was so fun. But yeah, but, but safety issues. Yeah, certainly. and I also like yeah, but yeah, no, like haunted house is not not always my thing. I'm a I might run through a wall if I got really scared. So um, yeah, definitely not my thing, but. Mm -mm. And my mm -mm. wife, she's terrified of, you can't even use the word clown around her. So 
Um, and haunted houses, like haunted houses, they definitely always have clowns. So. Oh yeah, that's that's a known people, thing. People's for a lot like of number people. one fear, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we don't uh, we don't even we don't even talk about that. So so house. now you you, you got to like give a, a PSA about this episode, I think. <laughs> like uh, trigger warning. Yeah, We're talking about warning, clowns yeah. a little bit. If you if you don't like clowns, tune out or something for ten seconds. Indeed. Oh man, um, that's wild. Well, but that's fun though. That you know things that you're able to still do while the pandemic was still going on yeah. and able to get out and and that kind of thing. Y'all hoping this year, I'm guessing, then to be able to resume those family dinners on a more regular basis. Yeah. So yeah. we yeah we went ahead and had we were able to have the family dinners this past fall and spring oh wonderful um, and good, so good, like good. in yeah. the month of may the one we do um either it, usually sometimes we do it like late april like the last week of april mm-hmm. because graduation kind of well the end of semester is starts in around the first week of may and then you've got graduation so but we always have a um like a graduation one of the dinners in in april is you know we recognize our graduates and they get um we have rainbow cords that they can wear at graduation mm-hmm. mm. um we do cake and ice cream and stuff or, yeah um we always do a transgender day of remembrance walk um mm. and so we always do that every year well something is that something that outsiders are invited to to join in and participate in i mean yeah, it's okay I mean, if not i yeah, don't you know we, we've <laughs> never i don't think i've ever really had a lot of people yeah. that weren't connected with right. someone in the pride group attend but as long as they don't want to cause a problem, you know. Yeah, certainly. Um, the first year that we did it, we did it because we went to um, some of us went to a uh, transgender day of remembrance walk at in Fayetteville at the um, was the the universe the the church. I don't remember yeah. the name of the church. So I we know did exactly one what you're talking about, though. There was a church that did that in Fayetteville. Yeah. And it was really and beautiful. then after yeah. that we we started doing one at NWAC. And so the first, you know, it, it depends on the weather sometimes. But yeah, I mean, there's usually, you know, 15, 20, maybe, probably not more than 20 of us, maybe mm-hmm. more. All right. How about uh, Live Out Loud Scholarship? Tell yeah. us about that. So, and how, how it's a few years in now. Yeah. Uh, mounts increased over that time. How, how are those students doing? Um, so those students are doing great. You know, they... Some of them don't always, like I said earlier, like they may not have access to federal financial aid. Right. Even even if they're not in a, you know, a negative situation, maybe their family makes too much money. The, right. you know, the pe- the pe- you know the 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 limits are are actually pretty low. Yeah. Um. And so you know it gives students an opportunity to get an education, and so it gives them that financial support that they need to get their education and go out into the world and make things better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the students are some of them that a couple of them that have had the live out loud, loud scholarship. They have been, you know, transfer students that were planning on getting a, a bachelor's degree, right. You yep. know, at like the U of a or somewhere yep. else, exactly. um, yeah. but not all of them, you know, we have a lot of workforce programs. So programs that are designed to put people straight into the workforce, um, whenever they're done. So, you know, they've, they've supported that. So those are people that are out in the community now that, you know, once they graduate, they, they get jobs, they, they're out in the community, you know, serving their community, just like everybody else. But really it's given the opportunity to give a student a chance to not have to have that financial burden that happens sometimes when, Mm. when you try to go to school. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, You know, school's expensive. It is. Um, No matter where it is. Yeah. It's getting more and more expensive. Right. 
And so with the increased funds, we've been able to give a scholarship to a student for both semesters, so for a full year. Um, and then also we were able to give multiple students a few bucks for some books and things like that. You know, oh, textbook, nice. Even better. Textbooks yeah, so are not super just, expensive. Oh, man, yeah, they are. Um, and so... They were super expensive back in 2000 yeah. when I was in school. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> you know, so the, it's always, for me, really nice to see, you know, students that don't always have the opportunity mm. um, or sometimes the means that... Mm a scholarship, particularly the Live Out Loud scholarship, like that one's just for students within the LGBTQ plus community. Right. You know, it comes with some stipulations, like you have to, to serve as one of the officers in the student club. Oh, um, you yeah. have to be an active member, so it can't yeah. just be someone that isn't actually involved in the club at all. Um, you know, but those students are the most connected, and usually those students that get the scholarship are kind of the driving force sometimes um, for making sure or, or helping um, the rest of the club members kind of stay together right, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. But yeah, it definitely gives an opportunity that wasn't there before. Mm. Um, and so that was like when we first wanted to do a scholarship years ago, it was really a struggle mm. because you mm -hmm. had to have a, so much money um, and you had to have so much revenue to be able to support it. Yep. Um, and we were, before we connected with you all mm. at Beer and Hymns, um, you know, a lot of faculty and staff just gave, you know, five bucks a month. Yeah, I, five, I remember five Gina bucks talking a about paycheck that. or something like yeah. that. And, but it was never enough to support the funds for a scholarship. No, that would just be enough to support the club itself yeah. and just kind of the operations and, and you know, yeah, help and, out here and there with a yeah. meal or something, but. Yeah, and we don't do, I mean, we don't really do a lot that costs a ton of money. Mm -hmm. um, and really any money that we spend is directly connected to whatever the students want to do. Right. Um, so like food or um, any of the like family dinners and that kind of stuff. Like we, Pride Pals and the faculty, advi faculty staff advisors, like we incur all that cost as volunteers mm -hmm. um, just because we, we want to do that. It's your passion. Yeah. yeah. You, and you so, love these kids. Yeah. yeah. Young adults, they're yeah, not they're, kids. They're I, I not, just, you know, I know, I know. They're they're not always kids, you know. We've, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I've you, met you students are. older than me that um, <laughs> that are in the true. pride club. So it's nice, though. Um, and so, yeah, the Live Out Loud scholarship though has really been able to, I think, increase the connection that we have yeah. with students, um, particularly students coming right out of high school. Mm. You know that that's your more traditional population, yeah. of college students these Certainly, days, yeah. Um, and so a lot of them, you know, come from schools that they may not have a pride club or a gay straight Alliance or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to have that, um, and so really, you know, the live out loud scholarship has done by leaps and bounds, given us way more opportunity mm. to be able to really support our students and give them, you know, try to reduce those barriers as much as possible. So normally at this point in the podcast, uh, we, we like to break things up by hearing from one of our amazing sponsors. Uh, this month, we would like to invite you to get involved with Beer and Hymns. Beer and Hymns brings people together to raise our glasses, raise our voices, and raise funds for charitable organizations, and we could really use your help. Whether that's by volunteering, you can go sign up on our website right now, beerandhymns.com, uh, by giving to our monthly charities and, and coming out to our events, by giving monthly to support Beer and Hymns and the ongoing work, or becoming a sponsor. 
We've got annual sponsorships, local sponsorships, podcast episode sponsorships, special event sponsorships, customizable options, or you can even become the presenting sponsor year-round for Beer and Hymns. That's dozens of events throughout the year that you can become the exclusive presenting sponsor for. In other words, beerandhymns.com presented by, or Beer and Hymns, excuse me, presented by your amazing company. Um, Whatever it is, whatever way you want to get involved, we welcome you to the table. We welcome your input. We welcome your feedback. Um, Obviously, we welcome your dollars, just like any nonprofit would. Uh, But you are welcome, and, and you will make us even better by whatever means you want to do to get involved. Uh, so reach out. You can email me, info at beerandhymns.com. Email Ken uh, over there at beerandhymns.com. Go to our website. Find us on Facebook, whatever it is. But we would love to connect you. Uh, we'd love to tell the story of your company. If you just want to be a sponsor of an episode, we, we'd love to talk in whatever means uh, that we can. So thank you for listening. Thank you for, for all that you do to support the amazing charities that we get to be involved with each and every year. Um, Just thank you, and we look forward to uh, getting more involved with you soon. Changing directions. What what are the needs and uh, you know concerns of your students today? I mean, it's a changing world. It's uh, in in many ways we've come uh, a long, long way on LGBTQIA plus rights and. And issues, but simultaneously, we we still have so far to go. What what are you seeing today um, that I don't know? Northwest Arkansas needs to know, and and how we can support um, this community in a better way. For a lot of people, especially in the transgender community, you know, I'm transgender, so I, it's one community that I know a lot about. Yeah. Um, and so for that community, healthcare is probably the biggest issue that people face. Yeah. Because you're you know, the US doesn't have the best healthcare system. It's not inclusive for everyone. So um you you throw I kind of think of I always tell people like anytime I do like a diversity and inclusion um training session or anything like that, I always tell people think about Legos. So everybody starts out with one Lego. And then everything, every identity that you have, you put another Lego Lego on. So some people only have two or three Legos, and that's just their life. But other people have multiple Legos. And the more Legos you have, then the less opportunities you sometimes have. Because every one of those Legos comes with its own bias that someone else has against that Lego. Mm. Mm. So um, I worked in daycare for like ten years. So you know, sometimes I use things like yeah, that to, yeah. to to to, to really get people metaphors. to see it. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, people in the LGBT community, it's not just about equal right. You know, it, people are like, oh yeah, well you have there's marriage equality. Okay, yeah, that's great. But there's also people that there's inequality when people in the LGBT community are trying to have children. Mm. It costs thousands of dollars. You get asked questions that a cisgender heterosexual couple wouldn't get. But for the transgender community, which is probably the, you know, I, like I said, I'm transgender, so I, I get the struggle there. Healthcare is a huge thing. Mm. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have good healthcare coverage and the opportunity to not have to struggle, 
you know, for the medication that I need. Right. But I know people and I have, we have students that they, they don't have insurance. They don't have, you know, sometimes when you come out to your family, we have students that have been disowned by their family. So that that's yeah. a huge impact on not just basic things like they got to find a place to live, to support themselves. It has huge impacts on if they're eligible for federal financial aid. You know, oh, wow. federal financial aid, you can only be considered an independent student if you're 24, if you're married, or you have children of your own. So if, if we have a pride student that falls in the, doesn't fall in those three categories, they're still considered a dependent student of their parents. And so you Even have if students. if their parents have disowned them. Exactly. And so you have students that, you know, that happens to. Sometimes we have to advocate with the student or at least tell them how, you know, what options they have. Yeah. You know, there are professional judgment appeals and things like that that a student can fill out, but students don't know about yeah. them unless somebody tells them. Yeah, you're 19, 20, 21 exactly. year old kid, you don't know where to go for right. any of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think, I mean, you think about like, God, I, I wouldn't even know where to exactly. go for that. I'm 40. I mean, I mean you know, I, it's, it's, it has yeah. nothing to do with age. I mean, you know, these are resources that, yeah, we're, we're blind to. Yeah. And so there's, you know, there's a lot, um, for, for people in the LGBT community, LGBTQ plus community, um, especially in Arkansas, even though there may sometimes be this like shadow of like, yeah, you guys are, we, we have all these things. We celebrate pride. Well, you celebrate once a year, mm, you don't mm. advocate all year long. And so I, th I think for me, like any community that is what people think of as underrepresented community, um, that all year long support and advocacy and being an ally, you know, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, that's mm. where it counts. Mm. I don't want people to just be like, yeah, I'm I'm down with Pride Month. Mm -hmm. I want you to celebrate Pride or Dreamers or Refugees or whatever. I want you to do that and advocate for people all year long. Keep preaching. Come on. So, Come so on. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? So, I think... At least for me, you know, I'm not going to speak for everyone, obviously, in the no. in the community. But for me, like, that's my thing um, is, you know, when you see legislation come through that doesn't look right, say yeah. something, you know, see something, say something. Um, when you when you hear conversations, you know, in the store that you don't something doesn't sit right. Don't be quiet. Say something. Um, I've done that multiple times at out buying groceries and overheard somebody say a discriminatory Some, comment. Yeah, and uh -huh. I was like, do you really like have a, like, can you not just like mind your business? Yeah. Um, and when you say, usually when you say something, especially out front around other people, those people, they shut up. <laughs> so, you know, for me, that's, that's what really, if you're going to call yourself an ally, you call yourself a supporter of anything, mm. um, then you need to do that every day, all day. Yeah. You know, teach Not your kids those things. just the one time things. or the one month or yeah. whatever it right. might be. Be a year-round um, ally. Be a year-round supporter. Yeah, we'll it's hard, that. you know, because like, cause I'm from this. Well, I'm from Fayetteville. Um, board, I actually I lived in Seattle for like two months. My wife will tell you it doesn't count, but... <laughs> I did. I lived in Seattle. I would for, say that counts. Yeah. I think anything more than a week. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was outside Seattle, but um, for a couple months, my nephew was like 
He was born like the week before I left. And yeah, my sister, I got a phone call. My sister was like, she was crying, didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm coming home. So mm. I came back and, and haven't left since. So, um, <laughs> you know, I was born here. My dad worked at the, he drove a transit bus at the U of A for like 20 something years. Mm. Mm. Um, so I lived and breathed every summer on, on the U of A campus. On the campus there. Yeah. Um, uh. And so I'm, you know, born and bred at, at, in Fayetteville. So I haven't, always lived I've always lived around here so for me like you know it's it's hard because you feel like we're this northwest Arkansas is like this diverse place that has all kinds of you know diverse people Mm -hmm. and and they do but our laws and our our government structure in this area doesn't mirror what you see it doesn't mirror that diversity yeah it doesn't at all and so you know that's what's I think important to really anybody in mm. particularly in the LGBTQ plus community um, is we need to have more representation in our local and state governments. Like it's not, you know, but it's hard. Yeah, No, it is hard, but we do, we need to see, well, we don't just need to see that locally. We need to see that everywhere. I think, yeah. but I'm definitively locally that we're, I mean, what uh, I remember when I moved here, I was told uh, that in Benton County alone, that there were more than 50 languages being spoken. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't name ten of them um, because so many of the those that are here are marginalized mm-hmm. and and kept to the edges of society and and not brought forward or represented well in in the public square, so to speak. Uh, yeah. and, and so more and more of that. We, we see efforts. Uh, you know, this year I, there's been a, some wonderful events uh, downtown trying to to bring forth uh, uh, many of the different. Uh, cultures that exist here locally but you know we're, we're just beginning to scratch the surface i feel like in, in many of those ways um, yeah i mean it's definitely like <clears throat> it, it's definitely great to see more diversity but it's also really difficult when your structure your your deciding factor people you know they don't look like the community mm. and some of the more, you know, some of us that belong to underrepresented populations, like you're kind of pushed into your own pocket. Mm. So you're, you're kind of pushed to, you know, you, you kind of have this like LGBTQ plus pocket of people or, you know, a pocket of people that are refugees or, or, or Latinx population. Like sometimes they the mainstream society kind of pushes us off into our own pockets Mm, mm, um mm. and that to me like it does more than just it, it separates all of us from each other yeah and so yeah but it's i mean it's hard it's always everything's a work in progress though right so yeah the I mean, beautiful unex- yeah, uh, I mean, un- unfinished experiment right yeah uh we're 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 a continued work in progress at, at every stage um we certainly want to see more of that uh, progress though i think today um uh, and there seems to be a fire for it for that matter uh, in many ways, while an equal amount of resistance too, but uh, uh, it, it is wonderful to see so many uh, beginning to uh, awaken to uh, myself included uh, to, to many of the atrocities that uh, we as a society continue to carry yeah. out against uh, those marginalized within our midst. I mean, yeah. these are. Uh, I'm a straight, white, cisgender, heterosexual male, right? I mean, you know, I'm the top of the food chain, so to speak. And uh, and I was blind for so, so long. And I, I, please don't hear me say I'm 
got this all figured out by any stretch of the imagination. I, I certainly do not. I am still blind. Uh, I am well aware in, in so many areas. Um, but we as a society, I, I think the last few years have begun to reach a few more. I, yeah. I'm not going to say it's everybody has, uh, you know, woken up to, to, to that what's going on around us. But, but more and more, I think, are beginning to see and have some of those veils lifted that allow us to go, man, we're messing up. We're not doing right by this marginalized group, by this marginalized yeah. group, by this marginalized group. We have got to do better, and we can do better. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people, like, you know, it, you, you, it doesn't matter who you are. You have some kind of privilege that you don't sometimes see. So, mm. like, for me, like, I'm a transgender man. So people on the street, like, they don't know what I look like. Yeah. They don't, they, they make assumptions about me when they see me. Um, you know, as a person in the LGBTQ plus community, like, I definitely have privilege over other people. Mm. I'm white. Mm. Um, I'm, you know, not, except I'm not, you know, I live above the poverty line in this state. Um, so those privileges, you know, I need to recognize those mm. and use them to hold up other people. Mm. So, you know, because I'm not a person of color, things are, I have more privilege usually over things because I'm a transgender person that passes easily that no one wouldn't take a second glance at. Mm. I don't experience what other people that are in the transgender community mm. do. Um, you know, funny story before I transitioned, I got followed to the women's restroom all the time to tell me that I was in the wrong restroom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that never happens now. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You know? So, um, but I mean, I, that's like, you know, really like if you, if you recognize that you have privilege, more privilege than someone else, yeah. you should use your privilege to advocate for better privilege for other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't recognize that. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people will oh. say like, I don't have privilege. What are you talking about? Um, but you do, you know, we all I walk in, into in a store yeah. and yeah. no one follows me around. A person of color may have a different experience. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And so I should use my privilege to advocate for, you know, privileges for other people. Like it, it shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't it shouldn't be, be it shouldn't be controversial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that should not be a I controversial mean, statement right there. I, I mean, really like to me, like <laughs> lifting people up. Why, why is that controversial? Yeah, we're in the South, you know, people talk about common courtesy. You're being courteous when you, when you say, oh, like, I have this, I I have this that other people don't have, I should share it Let so that they have what I you. have. Right, exactly. And so, but but not every, but but it becomes, you use terms like privilege and, and bias and people get all like, oh, hands off about it, so. <laughs> ah, indeed, you know, they, uh, they're words that get turned to to somehow be something ugly and uh, and really, yeah, we're, we're just advocating that uh, everybody be treated with... Uh, Kindness, respect, have the same access to yeah. to uh, all the same tools and resources that yeah. everybody else has. Yeah. So going forward with the Live Out Loud Scholarship, um, one, uh, you know, are others now are, are others now contributing to that to to enlarge in that pot, and then two, kind of, what are your long term hopes for the scholarship and and its future and growth or or not? 
uh, and and for Pride in general? Um, for the scholarship, you know, I I wish that we could give more money. You know, obviously, well, like yeah. money is always a great thing. <laughs> you know, over time, we'll probably be able to support more than one student through mm. the year. Um, we kind of always look at how we can provide the most support to the most people within the confines of like the money that we've got. Um, we have had some outside groups give small donations, that kind of thing, you know, faculty and staff kind of cycle out sometimes. And so we, sometimes when we lose one person that they leave the college, um, you know, sometimes like one or two more come in and they're like, Hey, I want to be a pride pal and I want to donate money. And so we do some fundraisers throughout the year, you know, try to, put money in the scholarship if mm. we have it. Um, but the vast majority of it, like I said, comes from beer and hymns and then comes from um, pride pals and their donations um, to the scholarship. So for me, like I would like, you know, obviously I'd like to see if we, if we could give five scholarships a year plus pay for everybody's mm. books, but that's not always feasible. But if you gave me a five year timeline, like I would say, okay, in five years, like I would like for us to be able to double what we're doing now. All right. Well, let's so, do that listeners. All right, let's, let's, <laughs> Let's make that our goal with Beer and Hymns, but as well as a community as a whole, folks. Um, we've got an event this uh, this Sunday. The podcast will be out after that one, so I, I wish I could tell you the numbers that we've already raised at Tawny Town, but uh, they're not there yet. But uh, join us Sunday night, uh, the 26th of June, at Bike Rack Brewing Company uh, over at the 8th Street Market here in Bentonville, Arkansas. We're going to have uh, a hell of a pride party and... Uh, uh, our theme is pride. So, uh, all, all pride related music. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and, uh, and yeah, this has become, uh, the major source of funding for the live out loud scholarship at Northwest Arkansas community college. And, uh, the support's already been great, but we can do so, so much more. So let's see if we can't make this our biggest pride month to date. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got great new t-shirts, um, the, uh, our, what's our slogan? It's uh, sing loud, love proud, sing loud, love proud. Uh, it's going to be so fun. Uh, and, uh, I hope you'll come out in support of this wonderful, wonderful student club, uh, and the live out loud scholarship over at Northwest Arkansas community college. Austin, thanks so much for yeah, joining thanks me. Thanks for having me. You know, keep, keep on the lookout of our public announcements and that kind of thing. We have events all throughout the year, so... I can follow you on social media. It's just... Just NWAC Pride. NWAC Pride, yeah. 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 You can find that on Instagram and Facebook and all all those things, yeah. Yeah, I would love to have the turnout at at Transgender Day of Remembrance um, that we have at at Beer and Him, so that would be great. Well, please, please send me that info. I mean... Oh, yeah, for sure. um, I would really love to know, and if we can, we'll share that with our community as well. Um, Thank you for what you do, um, for the students you represent and help. and uh, yeah cheers thanks so much yeah no problem thanks for having me Laugh at the Darkness is produced by beerandhymns.com many special thanks to Gloria Echevarria for all her behind the scenes work uh, from editing together this podcast and and managing our social media Uh, I really couldn't do this without you Uh, our podcast theme music is composed by folk singer songwriter and artist Kevin McCrell you can check out more from him at kevinmccrell.com to Matt Nelson, our brilliant band leader, you make me look and sound a whole lot better than I really am. Thank you for all that you do each and every month. And to all of our sponsors, Dr. Donna Johnson and Neil Pumford, Eighth and Walton, Bike Rack Brewing Company, the CFO Network, 
Kind Creative Company, First National Bank of Northwest Arkansas, The Neighborhood Church, Canvas Church, and First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. And most importantly, a big thanks to you, our listeners, for checking out Laugh at the Darkness. Please, please do us a favor, like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. Write us a review and and share it with your friends. My name is Ken Weatherford. We'll be back next month with more stories to laugh at the darkness.